0: Welcome to the Holy Spirit's Curriculum of Joy podcast. My name is Wanaka Oberhuber, and I'm your host. My guest today is Tamara Richardson.
1: Hi. Hey, how are you, Wanaka? I'm so excited to be here and talk about my favorite subject, Jesus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, perfect. We will go into it. (laughs) Yes. yeah. Are you also aware of A Course in Miracles?
1: Um, I am, and I know that was um uh, you know, knowledge that was sent to someone through Jesus because he's he never died, <laughs> he's still living. Uh, so yes, I am, but he talks to me, I think, because of I, you know, my many I've had six near death experiences and one of them I was um uh, dead 15 minutes on arrival and I was on off dead for two hours. And of course, he um, resurrected me more than once, but I spent it over there three days with him. So I've always been able to hear his voice. So I get my own downloads of things that I, I mean, and they're there. Sometimes I'll wake up and he's still talking. Sometimes I'll get a little message during the day. I just never know when it's going to come.
0: Marvelous. <laughs> so let's let's go into this when did this start and what was, what happened beforehand and how did your life change after this started
1: well um i i think i was kind of different when i go right out of the hatch i think i was different but i think uh you know god doesn't make mistakes so whatever our experiences are are unique to ourselves and unique to the growth of our own souls development but my first near-death experience, um, I didn't even know it was considered one until I read um, a book by PMH Atwater on um, childhood near-death experiences. And I had a prenatal, and I remember hovering around my mom, watching her pregnant, and um, I was really not really concerned in myself. It was before, you know, I was uh, forming in her stomach, you know, and, and it was, uh, I almost didn't come in. It was, a. Uh, she, she almost just, she just didn't almost carry me. And so she had a, a big mishap and I just felt a lot of love and compassion, but I would say my first uh, near-death experience and my well experience with Jesus, I remember we didn't really come from a religious family or anything. My um, mom secretly believed in God and Christ, but my stepdad was an atheist and he didn't like talking about it. But my grandmother was a very devout, um, loving Christian lady. And she was uh, really big into the Presbyterian church. She was always meeting with the ladies. She'd take me along and they would have these charities they would do. And she always talked about Jesus is our best friend and you can tell him anything. And that, you know, how to pray. She showed me the Lord's Prayer. I am like so grateful. I got to tell you, (laughs) Uh, I could cry. I'm so grateful. My grandmother told me about Jesus because boy did I need Him. But she told me about Him at a very early age. And then when I was um, three, I was playing in this. Um, it was an old antebellum house. It was my um, cousins. Uh, one of my cousins and I were playing there. We were playing playing hide and seek. It was upstairs and downstairs. And she was downstairs, and I was upstairs hiding and I was jumping around. I jumped around everywhere, and I hit my head. Well, I didn't know what it was, but I was jumping, and under a dresser cabinet was a nail hammered underneath there. I don't know why, because the place, it was a nice-looking place. I don't know what a nail was doing there, but the nail went through my skull, and instantly, um, I thought it was water, but it was blood, and I um, passed out, and so... I saw, you know, the typical, like you hear, but I was above my body. And then I saw all these beings alike kind of start filling the house. I saw from different viewpoints and so forth, different, um, kind of like everywhere at the same time. But then I saw to me, um, I didn't realize it later, but it was my guardian angel, but it was an angel that was really big, like nine or 10 feet, all glowy, uh, full of light and didn't have the presence of a human It had the uh, much higher than that much uh holier than that and then had the hands over my head so i think it was healing me but <clears throat> after that i mean um i was sent to you know looked at different perceptives and all that and the lady of the house uh, my it was my uh, uncle's mother-in-law called my grandmother and granddaddy my grandmother was the matriarch so she rushed over there. She sent me to her uh, internist, like the back door. He wasn't even working, but she had clout on the tail. <laughs> he went into the office and said, I had a contusion. But, you know, the Lord healed my head. It was a couple years. I did have a hole in my head. But at that moment, I always saw into the spirit world. I was always talking to Jesus. But because I, I guess because I popped out of my body, You know i was just more connected in that way than most people you know they take a while to kind of get there but um yeah it's um didn't really have anyone to talk to about that but um it definitely was my angel and then i heard god and i know it was the boy it was it wasn't just a voice it was a all-knowing permeating feeling like there was no question it was god and it said this is not your time you have much to do and soon as those words were said it was like it wasn't just words it was like in my my whole soul my body i was back so um and then i had that was three and then at four i had a, a car accident my mom was seeing this uh fella we uh, were from the carolinas and it was in hickory north carolina and there probably wasn't a whole like going, going on there and she had her eyes on this radio DJ guy, real flashy. And I, she wanted to put us together because at the time she had me really early on, had a pretty much so shotgun wedding, didn't last. So here she is single living with her parents. And so she wanted to create her own family and wanted me to meet him. But the day that we met him, he was um, driving. Um, he, he was picking us up at my grandmother's and it was a really bad day. It was like snowy and icy and really a day that really nobody's out. You just, it was one of those kind of days. It was just bad weather. And so we went out to eat. I remember Pizza Hut and ice cream. I distinctly remember that. And then we went by his radio station and left me to look at, um, said, oh, you could have any of these albums that you want. And I remember, I remember the albums I was looking. I only took three. I like I had like 500. I only wanted three. I took one with the monkeys, one was Motown and one was um, a um nun that sang the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> and I played that over and over again my whole life. I just love that. I still sing the Lord's Prayer. I think it's really powerful when you sing prayers. And so we uh, uh, I was there, and they, I guess we were there an hour and a half, two hours, and then they walked out of a room arguing, she wanted to get married. he he wanted to wait till he had more money. So once we got, Back into um, the car, he sped out. So we weren't a mile down the road, and the car did a 180, and then it hit a tree. And so this was pre-car seat days. So my little body went up through the windshield, and when it hit the impact of the windshield, we were in an old Pontiac, and uh, which is one big, long seat. When it, it hit, I was instantly... Um, I felt no pain at the moment that I hit the windshield. I felt like I was in this, um, it just had the sense of a, a tunnel, this black tunnel, I was really confused. Cause I didn't know where my body was and I was wet and I was cold and I was fearful and I couldn't find my body. I didn't understand what just happened, but I didn't feel any pain. And then I looked in the distance and coming from the distance, like a, Uh, toward me, almost like it was like a fan on him, like a rock video, (laughs) but it was Jesus, and he had his arm stretched out to me, and he had um, the holes in his hand, he had the holes in his hand, and behind him were people that I felt like they were family, but I didn't know them, but I didn't really understand that, they could have been ancestors, I don't really know, but he came up to me, and his hair was kind of being blown back, and he said, um, that I had to go back, and then when I saw his face, I said, I don't want to go now, and he said, you have to, and you will. He said, you can, and you will. He was like, really serious, and then he said, but I'll always be with you, and next thing you know, I'm back, you know, in my body, and I'm looking at the, the scene, and at this point, we have these good old boys trying to pull the uh, driver's side tire out of the tree, where it kind of wrapped around and then I'm saying it and to the right, it looks like a rip in the universe. It's what I can, it, it was, uh, it was like a God portal. It was, I saw beside this angel that was golden and orange. It wasn't scary. It was beautiful, uh, but it was powerful. And later on, I always heard the name Uriel. Never knew that was <laughs> an archangel too much later, but this angel was beside me. And then this, it looked like a rip in the universe. I I don't know. Maybe I was seeing between dimensions. I can't really say. And so, um, and then I was back and then I could also see different dimensions going on where the park was, but it was iced over, of course. And I saw like a native American Indian cooking food over a fire with the fish that was, you know, and you know, they weren't there. So was I seeing a past time? Was I seeing another dimension? I really can't answer that. I really don't know. And then i saw like it looked like an 1800s couple walking through the park too and i know no one was out so i don't know really what that was could have been a memory i was looking at i I can't really say could have been a just an impression from the past and so um but it was definitely my my angel again the same one (laughs) angels working really over time but it wasn't until when i was five that um, during all this time, my mom really wanted to be with this guy. And during that day of the car accident, my nose was really busted up, and I had uh, fragments in my nose, um, really bad cartilage broken up. Matter of fact, as an adult, I had two surgeries to remove it. It was just still in there. So um, it was uh, my nose was was I had blood everywhere. They took me back to the uh, radio station, and there was a cleaning lady there and she saw me, and uh, she asked if she could help, and I remember I needed medical attention, but they wouldn't take me because she was planning to, well, she, she didn't go back to my grandparents a mile down the road, and they they would have had the money and the the means to take me to the hospital, but she they refused to, and the woman said, well, I'll take you, like the cleaning lady said, I'll take her. And they said no. So it was that was the last day I saw my grandparents, and she went off and took me uh, to his trailer. It was awful <laughs> because we had, you know, my grandparents uh, had a small business, but they had means and they had, uh, they had a nice place. And anyhow, we um at that point sexual abuse started. I didn't know what that was. I'm, uh, you know, three and a half, uh, four years old. I really didn't know what all this was. So, um, it, uh, but I would pray to Jesus, and I would ask him to help me and deliver me, and I would tell him I can't do this, but we ended up, she ended up marrying him, and he adopted me without me really asking me, but that's what happened, and then the next year we went to Raleigh, North Carolina, where he had uh, a job, and uh, with another radio station, and my mom was working temp, and when she would go, he said, "Well, I'll watch her, and it was awful. And I used to pray to Jesus so much, "Please, please deliver me. I don't know what this is." And I used to say, can you can you um, can you can you kill him?" I mean, I didn't know that was a bad thing. I didn't know it was a sin. <laughs> I just wanted it to stop. And then I started thinking, I think this is wrong. So then I said, "Well, would you take me instead?" And um, I said, I can't do this anymore, please. I can't be here anymore. I don't know what this is, but this world is cruel. So uh, while we were there, I got really bad strep throat. Uh, my, it went into a couple days, didn't get medical attention again. And then uh, I, my fever got up to 103.9, uh, and then it got past that too. But that was where it was before I even they even took me anywhere. And it was the night that Martin Luther King got assassinated, and so it was martial law. You couldn't go out, or you'd be arrested. So um, my mom called the hospital and asked what was wrong. when they said, and the fever was high. And they said, well, put they had they put me in a tub of ice. Which, when you're freezing, <laughs> a tub of ice is a horrible idea. And so I, I, that was that was almost worse than the near death experience. The tub of ice. So. They did that. My temperature wouldn't go down. They um, put me and dressed me, or my mom did for bed. And then an hour later, I was soaking wet. I was unconscious. So they used the radio car um, to take me to the hospital. Now, my mom never told me all this. I remembered all this. And I remember the hospital. It was called Rex Hospital because I was a kid and and, and it sounded like T-Rex. So we get in the car to go And I mean, they were arguing because she said, we should have taken her earlier. He's saying we didn't have the money. And so as we're driving, I die on the way and I'm above the car, but kind of observing, not really, there's no emotion. I'm just looking at the fires because there's riots going on. So I'm looking at the fires in the distance and I'm just kind of following along with the car, (laughs) mildly interested. I know that sounds odd, but you know. I'm just mildly interested kind of following along. And then we come to the first barricade and uh, he told me his daughter, but I wasn't his daughter at that point, but said it needs to go to the hospital and is an emergency. And he saw what was going on that I was kind of limp. So he's like, okay, we'll let you through. So he called ahead to all the barricades. So they just waved me through. And when I got to the hospital, I had a team of about eight or 12 people came and got me and they rushed me into a room and i saw all the things they did and the equipment and the stuff they talked about and they said that i was they logged me on doa did an arrival for 15 minutes and then they began to work on me and take this um uh it looked like pus out of my lungs i mean i was watching all this stuff and uh, i was told i had a strep throat but in reality it was um pneumonia and, uh, what happened was on and off for two hours, they could not get my pulse. They couldn't get, they couldn't, um, get it back. They they keep losing it. And then my lungs eventually collapsed. So the doctor, there was two male doctors <clears throat> that were working on me and several nurses. And one of the doctors went and told my mom who was sitting out in the waiting room with, um, my stepdad to be stepdad and said she, we can't get her vitals. We're working on it. And she's like, okay, I don't think she understood what they were saying. And then I was a spirit person zooming through the hospital, like looking in rooms, looking at people, looking at candy machines and I would go back and check on my body. And I thought it was kind of gross what they were doing. So I'd leave again and then come back. And then I heard the whole dialogue. I heard them saying, um, Oh, I have a little girl, her age. And, and then finally at some point, um, they covered me with a sheet it was really sad and people were crying in the room and all that and so literally jesus resurrected me because there was some kind of tech that was going to come in and take me and i was literally resurrected but while this is going on in spirit i'm zooming through the hospital i'm seeing some old guy that no one that wants water no one's paying attention so um I, uh, knock it off as a spirit. Don't ask me, this is so strange, but I knock it off. So someone will come get him new water, uh, some lady's having a baby and she's, um, dying. And I'm like, I said, your daughter needs you. You need to stay here. So I thought I was an angel because I was going to talk to people. And then, so I go back to the room and there was, it was really quiet. It had two, um, we were Presbyterian, but I knew they were Catholic because they had rosaries and the way they were dressed and it was a woman and a man but they weren't re, they weren't he how do i say it they were spirit people they weren't people people i mean they you know they were spirit people and they said but they they were holy and they said blessed are the children um i found out a couple years ago the hospital was catholic so <laughs> they're dedicated to their job that's all i can say <laughs> i don't know maybe god sent them there to pray for me i don't know but the next thing I know, I looked down and there's this man kneeling that's holding my hand and his face was so beautiful. And I said, you're that man I talked to and he smiled really big with great, he's got great teeth and dimples. And um, he said, I am, and it was Jesus like a, a thousand percent. And he was so beautiful and he was really glowy. He had like an inner light he had on a white robe in a blue sash and just a very common kind of belt. And then he said, he told me, he said, "Um, you have to go back. And where I am now is I look, I'm in this beautiful pasture. It looks like paradise. It's just beautiful. It's like the prettiest park you've ever been to. And I'm looking to the left. I'm seeing kids play on like a little roundabout thing that you twirl around. And I said, well, they're here. I can stay too. And he's like, no, you have to go back. You're not done yet. You have to go back. And I argued with him, and uh, of course I tell, you know, my husband that, and he's like, <laughs> "Of course you argued with Jesus," but I wanted to stay there with him, and he said, "You," he said he had something to give me, and I said, "What?" And a toy, because you know I'm five years old, so I'm thinking a toy, and he goes, "No," he thought that was funny, he goes, "No," and he pulled, it looked like strings from his rope belt, and he wrapped it in my left wrist, and he said much is given, much you'll give. And he said, um, I give you my uh, my love and love wisdom and my father's power. And then he said, through the big things, the small things would be done. And through the small things, uh, the big things would be seen. And then I said that I wanted to stay with him and I kept begging to stay. And he's like, no, but he said, I tell you what, you can stay a little bit longer and we'll walk around and you can ask me questions and I, and I was so excited. So as we're walking, um, I'm seeing the grass and it's like every petal of the grass is alive and every, every blade of that grass is worshiping him. I mean, it's like, it's like a tone, like a tonality of song. It's like, it's like a, a it's like this praise. And there's this joy. And then I noticed that even that the flowers, every petal had life. Uh, the trees were following him, the leaves, everything kind of leaned toward him, even the clouds, because I was thinking, does he know these things are following him? <laughs> and so he began to tell me things. And he said, let's sit over here. And he, we walked over to this uh, large rock, a boulder. And he said, we can sit here. And in front behind the boulder was a big, beautiful tree it was a beautiful tree. It was really big. And it looked like it had cherry blossoms on it and reddish types of grapes. That's what it looked like to me. And he says, we don't eat from this tree. It's a wise tree. And I was thinking I wasn't going to eat from the tree. I was just looking how pretty it was. I'm really not hungry right now, but he, that's what he said. I said, okay. And he said, now you, he said, you can ask me whatever you wanted. And I asked him, you know, some silly things like, you know, how does electricity work? Why am I here? What is this place? And he, he said, it's the place that everybody wants to be. (laughs) Yeah, that's a club you want to get into and have a VIP admission. It was beautiful. And then he said, um, he said he want, he wanted to tell me something. He said that, um, I said, what do people do here? He said, whatever they want to do. I said what do you mean he said well they can do whatever they do on earth he said but they don't have to worry about things here um so what do you mean he said well he said on earth you he said what you think you manifest he said what you speak you manifest he said it just takes a lot longer on earth but here it's instant he said what you think you manifest he said your words have power so be mindful on the words that you choose and I said, can I try? And he goes, yeah. So I visualized as being on a little boat and we were. And then these um, three fish came up to him. He picked one up out of the water, talked to it and said hello and put it back in. He goes, that's how we fish here. And uh, it was just beautiful. I mean, it was just everything you could imagine. It was like the most perfect day, uh, the perfect temperature. Uh, at one point, I because I was there, you know, for three days in a coma. They, I, they finally when they got me back, had a very dull pulse. My lungs collapsed. They had me in an induced coma for three days, which I don't know how that translates in heaven. I mean, it could have been years in heaven. I mean, I don't know how long that would really mean, but I'd stayed there a while. And at one point, I even um, swam in a stream and I could breathe underneath the water. And there was no... um. There was no decay anywhere. You know, there was no fungus you know on the rocks. there was no um, there was no you know sewage or nothing like this. And it, it was just beautiful. And I remember dancing around for him, trying to get his attention to try to stay. And he said that he depended on me and he wanted me to help bring heaven to earth. He said, we need to talk about something. So he had me agree to my mission before I came back. And he was telling me that a lot of people have lost their sense of humor and forgotten who they are. And I'm five years old, so I'm thinking they have a disease, like a laughing, they can't laugh anymore disease. And he goes, you could help them with laughing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I think I could do that. And then he said, people take themselves so seriously. And he says, I want to bring heaven on earth. And he started telling me, what do you want me to do? And I said, you know, that really seems like a lot of work. (laughs) He thought that was funny. And he said, you're not the only one doing it. I work with other people, too. And I'm like, hmm, well, and I finally said, okay. So when I came back, he um, I didn't go right back. He said, it's time for you to go back. And he showed me my mom and he said, you need to go back her. And I told him she'll be fine. She doesn't need me. I'd rather be here with you. And, uh, he said, no, she needs you. He said, um, sh- you've got more love in her than she has love, love for herself. And then I said, well, what, I don't understand. What am I supposed to do? He said, you're the one who's supposed to teach her how to love. And I said, well, I don't know how to do that. How do you do that? He goes, well, that's something I know a little bit about, and there's no right or wrong way to go about doing it. And he said, but you'll figure it out. And so, you know, really today as an adult, looking back what he said, it only take him, it's taken me years to figure out that to forgive her and love her because she knew about the abuse the whole time. And that's what he meant. <laughs> if he knew all that, I don't know if I would agree to it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, he talks to me just like a real person he always has. So when I came back to the hospital, I would not go in my body. And apparently I was zooming around like an angel talking to everybody. And then, uh, because there's a lot of people passing over in hospitals, you know, crossing over and some of them were confused. And then there was a doctor that showed up, Dr. Tippin. He was a spirit doctor. I mean, meaning he, I guess he used to work there and he says, little girl, it's time you have to get back in your body. And I said, Nope, it's going to hurt. I'm not going to do that. And, uh, but he, I felt like he was the hospital administrator at some point. Um, but so Jesus showed up and said, um, you've got to get back in your body. I said, no, it's going to hurt really bad. And he said, no, I've, I've made it where it doesn't hurt. It'll be okay. And he said, he, and as soon as he said that I was back and I saw my family in front of me. So I think five was the biggest one because I was out for so long. And then I had, um, a drowning at 10, on a family vacation I was hung up under the pool under some guys playing volleyball and I saw the horizon kind of open up under the pool and angels of course angels and next thing you know I was coughing up water and then I had a reaction to a pill one pill for menstrual migraines when I was uh I guess I was mid-30s and I uh started losing Uh, I I woke up, bells went off, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I had one pill, it was a prescription. And I was like, this is terrible. I'm very sensitive to medications now, but uh, because of my near-death experiences, and I um, didn't know who, I, I, I went to the living room. I couldn't wake up my husband. I couldn't form words. I don't know Why? i couldn't speak but i went in there and turned on the tv and thought well if i can just follow what people are saying i'll be okay and then next thing i know i didn't know it was male i didn't know it was female i started feeling fearful which i knew what was next not caring and um i didn't go to the higher levels in that one i just kind of went out kind of to <laughs> look like space to be honest it looked like space and then i just said okay, i kept saying this this is this is not my time and so i just uh kind of, I, I was still aware of my body, so I just kept tapping it on the side till I came back, but Jesus has been with me always, and especially the, the it really opened the door on the one at, at, um age five, because I never, ever, ever stopped talking to him, and he's um, always been a presence to me. I think there was a few years in my 20s where I was doing the 20 year old college, go out and kind of party thing, uh, or whatever you're supposed to do. Um, that I wasn't asked, I still talk to him, but I wasn't quite as close, but, um, I can't imagine living my life without him because he literally gives me guidance for everything. So, uh, I've always loved him. I have, uh, I tell people he's our best friend and he wants to have a relationship with everybody. He doesn't care, you know, if you're Christian, not Christian, religious, not religious, you know, Muslim, he doesn't care who you are. He just loves everybody so much. And he wants to interact with people. He wants to give them, he wants to, you know, give them advice. Maybe it's in your dreams. Maybe you get a little message during the day, but he wants to help people and not only receive their prayers and gratitude but he wants to interact and i don't think people realize that because he's the living christ he never died
0: beautiful thank you <laughs> yeah yeshua sure, as a I got Yeshua for him,
1: but yeah, Jesus is yes. good. <laughs> yeah, Yeshua. Uh, yeah, yeah absolutely, Yeshua. You know, Jesus. I know that's just a habit because I'm used to that. But Yeshua, and uh, he does. He's interactive. He. Um, I saw. Yeah, this is, this is nuts. I didn't expect it. I certainly didn't ask it, but I saw him in the flesh, um, July seventeenth, twenty seventeen. And I saw him, he wasn't a mirage and he wasn't see-through. He was completely human. And I've also, um, talked to a couple other people that have seen him in the flesh too. um, Sharon Milliman, who was on my channel she talks about it and seen him in the flesh, but uh, my husband and I were going to a Hall and concert. <laughs> I'm serious. We're going to a Hall and concert and it was a beautiful July day. And it was, you know, in the summer, it doesn't get dark till nine. So it's like 6, 15, totally bright, perfect day. And all we're doing is looking for a parking place, uptown Charlotte, because, you know, once you go through town, you got to go circle back. It's only one way. So we're looking for a parking place. He's looking on the left. I'm looking on the right. And then... My soul knew all of a sudden I didn't see anything. My soul, I just shouted out my Lord really loud, my poor husband. But yeah, I did. I shouted my Lord. And then I looked in the distance to the left in the middle of the road where there was a medium and grass and so forth. I looked in the middle of the road, way in the distance. I saw a figure. But my soul knew it was Jesus. But I was going, I was arguing with myself and I was going no no it can't be it can't be and so as we get closer i'm staring i'm staring and it's not moving that fast i mean this lasted three or four minutes and as we're going you know past uh, we're going getting up close i'm looking for markings i'm looking for tattoos i'm looking for markings any kind of markings right to make sure this just can't be real and then i'm uh i'm looking I'm just really thinking this can't be. As I get close, I'm looking, he had a modern clothes. He had on a white tunic down to his calves, but it seemed modern. I mean, I can't say he bought it like at the Banana Republic, but it looked modern. And then it looked very clean and pressed. He looked very clean. And then the pants were a brown, green, uh, it was brownish with a little bit of green khaki, like a, a, a darker color. And his sandals matched them but the sandals were not they didn't look like birkenstocks his feet look so clean he looked his feet look cleaner than any man's i've ever seen and he, he had just two straps for his sandals and it matched his pants his feet were beautiful and i could see the grass curling around his feet so he's like on the grass like i can see this and i'm thinking there's no way this could be him because this is a real person And so I'm looking at markings, jewelry, nothing. And he, I'm looking at his face. He had, uh, he looked like he had a lot of yellow in his skin. Like he had a tan and, um, so maybe olive complexion, you would say, and, but he looked really healthy and he was about six foot, six foot one. And he was thin, but he was muscular. So I think like you know, the Roman Catholic pictures you would see or whatever normal, he's skinny and looks terrible. But no, he looked really healthy. He looked like really lean and healthy. And um, I was reading on a a book by Galinda Green who ended up painting Jesus and having visions of him that she studied and found out that him being a carpenter and what he was, he literally had to cut down the wood and drag the tree. So, you know, he had muscles because he worked like a young guy would in construction. He did. And, but he looked very healthy and his skin was perfect. His hair was very bouncy. It looked like a hair commercial. His, it was about, um, about maybe three inches below, uh, his collarbone. And it was uh, brown with caramel highlights. Like he's been outside. He had dimples, great teeth, uh, blue, green piercing eyes. And he, he looked like a model. I mean, I actually thought this has to be a metrosexual hippie. That's what I'm thinking, looking at this guy going, he looks perfect. He looks absolutely perfect. So at this point, I'm gawking at him. I'm going through everything it could possibly be. I'm going, this can't be real. And then at, I am now over the seat uh, where my husband's driving. My Luckily I'm wearing a long dress. My butt is up in the air. I'm looking at this person. I mean, it's quite a spectacle, you know? And you would think that this person would be laughing or like, what are you doing? You're, you know, why are you acting like this? But when I looked at his face, at this point, I am hysterically crying and laughing yeah, like a full on crazy person. I'm like, so as if euphorically happy, I can't even stand it. My soul knows and I'm just like happy and crying. I'm like totally having a, an ecstasy. They talk about it in a moment. And I'm, and I'm leaning over this thing, just like getting a, you know, every last chance I can to look at him. And uh, I've never seen this face on one human being ever. And I've only used this term only on puppies and babies. But when I looked at his face, it was the face of purity. He looked at me. He wasn't laughing. He didn't. He didn't have those those kind of human things. He looked through me and with me with purity, with no judgment and nothing but love. And I've never seen that on anyone's face, anyone. It was, it was just uh, supernaturally awesome. But it was an ecstasy moment. I really did not expect this in broad daylight, but why not? Why can't he? I, I know a woman who's seen him twice. One time it was in her kitchen and he had on the same outfit with her, which is strange. Um, <laughs> it was the same outfit, because we described it. We had a laugh over that. So why did he have the same outfit on? But um, yeah, he, he can do that. He's not dead. So he can, um, you know, if angels can do that and form into humans, why in the world can't he instantly show up? Why he did, people ask. I don't, I can't answer that except it could be something simple. It's just to say, you love me. I, it could be just something simple or it could be to help my faith because you know, the times we've been going through, there's a lot of meanness in the world. Maybe it's that. So, um, I mean, one day, I guess I'll know, but whatever it was, I feel grateful.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. So you speak to him all the time, right?
1: Yeah, constantly. <laughs> yeah, pretty and much all the time.
0: And he speaks to you all the time, too?
1: Uh, um, he listens a lot and sometimes he does speak back. Yeah, but I'd say it's pretty regular and it's more. Um, it was a private thing that I've always um, had between us. I never told anyone. But here's the thing. He does this with everybody. If, the, if you're open to that he will definitely tell you, but it was March of 2020. He came to me and he said, which I don't really officially ever remember him asking me anything, although he has asked me stuff, like, you know, especially when I came back, but he did ask me, he said, I want you to carry my messages. And it was March 17, 2020, I remember, and I went, uh no, I do not feel comfortable with because <laughs> I can hear it right now, the judgments. No thanks. I don't I don't feel comfortable. Certainly there's somebody else that can do a better job. And then here comes um he gave it a day. He gave it a day for me. And then it was March 19th. And he said, I want you to do this. I'm asking you to do this. I want you to give you some messages and, and I want you to go on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was very explicit on YouTube and tell people what I'm saying. And I want I really don't feel comfortable with this. Certainly you have a lot of other people you can choose <laughs> than me. Really? You know, a lot of people, um, I, I just don't really, you know, I really just don't want to be that public about that. So he came back again the next day uh, and he said, I'm asking you, please, would you do this for me? And I was like, oh man, this is awful. I can't say no a third time. Yeah, yeah, I'd live with this. I was like, okay, all right, just tell me what do you want me to do? So he said, I want you to set up a Zoom session. I want you to go air live on YouTube. I went, This is a horrible idea. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable at all. And so he said, I want you to. T- See, I hear him, I, not really words like, hey, how's it going? But in my head, I hear him and I know it's him because it sounds like him and all the stuff he says in the Bible, but um, I have other friends that have you know, the same thing, but anyhow, and he's talking to people like crazy these days. And so I did the Zoom, I had about uh, 75 people on there and I knew a lot of people were just curious and I, I didn't feel comfortable at all, but I did what he asked
0: and then I did it
1: again live and he was waking me up, telling me messages, and I would write for two hours, and then he would give me scripture, and he would say, like, First John, blah, and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. Okay, I'll write that down, and he would give me, like, three to five per each message of scripture, and I, I wouldn't know what it was. I just, okay, what is it now? Ezekiel what? All right, so I would go later and look up the scripture you know, when I wasn't talking to him, I'd go look it up. And it was exactly what he said, which was totally amazing to me. It was totally evidential. It was awesome. But the message is basically he did, he did that from March to July. And that was, um, I, I called them Jesus speaks, but he, I mean, it's just beautiful what he said. He basically knew all the stuff that was happening right now. He knew it a long time ago because <laughs> he answered stuff. Like it was amazing and um even in one of them i guess i can't say this because i won't be censored off the of telegram but on one of them it was called into the storm and he talked about there's a hungry lion that's that's prowling around and they stay close to him and he talked about he said my father's now this is back in april nineteenth, 2020 okay so this is right when all this crazy mess started he said one of the things he said I didn't realize but i got somebody asking me about it and a comment the comment was immediately removed i and i'm like what you know i never i went back and looked at it because i'm like what are they talking about but jesus said my father's sovereign power and might is greater than any vaccine um greater than any vaccine that's what he said so we didn't even know about a vaccine i i can't even say that word on youtube or i'll be taken off so um he answered it back then and um And then he, he answered a lot of stuff. And his, the big theme I felt through it was I'm real. I love you. Let me be your best friend. Let me take your, he said, you can't trust men, but you can trust me. I'm your best friend. He says, men will lie to you. You there'll be lies from every which way, but I'll never lie to you. So he was urging people to like connect with him. And, to, and because what I'm seeing, and especially a lot of believers and followers, is we're getting similar messages, and that's a real that's a that's really uh proof that we're all on the same page, you know, team God. <laughs> because if if you know, He likes to give similar messages to people because it's evidential that it's real and that He's with us and He will never forsake us, but. More than ever, he is talking to people and he the whole thing was urging people to write it down. Listen to me. I'll talk back with you. I will communicate with you. It's an interactive relationship. And I don't think people really got it. And he said, don't listen and be involved with all the the lies and and the the gossip of the men of men. And I think he meant all this crazy stuff like news, you know. And he said, listen to me and stay in my peace and stay under my my wing and my direction. He also said that he is walking among us. And he said, I never like it. So he's, he's walking among us. So sure, why not? He can do that. People are waiting for him to come back. He never left. He just, you know. I don't know if he's going to make a big display to everybody, you know, like it says. But he never left, so uh, he can do these things. Uh, and he's definitely—I'm noticing that. Just an observation, personally, that people that you know have don't gone through Christianity and listened to what maybe the minister said. And there's nothing wrong with that. But he wants them to listen to him directly. And so, and there could be, it has to do with upping your faith. And it also has to do with not listening to someone else, but listening to you. You decide, you work with him directly. And so because of that, I'm seeing people that you might consider like undesirable, heathen, (laughs) heathen. You know, somebody like, I don't know a better word, but you're not the person you would expect. Jesus is picking out the most unusual people to carry his word. And I think there's two reasons for that is do they have a pureness in their heart to serve like a child? And and number two, um, well, there's three things. Do they love him with all their heart? And the third thing, are they obedient? because he likes to depend on people he can trust to do things. <laughs> even though I kind of give a little problem in the beginning, like, wait, what do you want now? I uh, always do what he asked me to do, even if it's lay hands at, you know, on someone, which I did one time he asked me, I said, no, I'm not doing it unless you bring her over here. But it was like uh, at the Dollar General. And so he wanted me to go up to some old lady and lay hands and I said, I could get arrested. Are you kidding? I can't do that. <laughs> But I said, OK, if you make her talk to me, then I'll say, you know, that God has a message for her and wants to heal her back problem. And so I, I try to be obedient to what he asks. And um, I never these days, I never know what he's going to say. He's telling me all sorts of stuff, uh, but I don't feel like it's for the general public. Wow. yeah,
0: What a, what a journey. <laughs>
1: And, but does, but does that make sense? He wants to talk to everybody because you're talking about a course in miracles. And basically, maybe I'm not using the right r- word, uh, or some people might not like it. But to me, that's channeled, meaning uh, it, it, we're a vessel, right? Uh, a spiritual vessel for, you know, Holy Spirit Christ um, that is you know that was information given for that course but uh and just like the the bible you know was also you know channeled messages like here you go um and i do think that uh, christ never turns down anyone but he wants to go to direct these days big time he wants everybody to have a jesus journal uh, and I talk about how to do that. It's all free if someone wants to look at, at that. But it's at my website, ChristAcademyOfLove.com. Love.com. And it's all free. But you can see how to do a Jesus journal, how to write it down, when you get messages, symbols, ways he likes to communicate. And after a while, it'll get easier and easier. And there's nothing you can't ask him. I mean, He 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 loves for us to talk to him. He can handle that. We can talk to him all the time about anything, anything. Yeah, he doesn't know any
0: taboos. <laughs>
1: no, and he, and you got to think back in his day when he was, you know, biblical times, even though I know he's, he's forever, he's still here, I get it. But back in the biblical times and he was hanging out with fishermen, there were prostitutes there. I mean, there were undesirable people. Now, in this day and time, we know people like that the real base. They like to, you know, cuss, tell dirty jokes. Jesus heard all that back then. He, he, he can, he's heard it all. He's told me that. And he's even so funny. He's told me Um, there was um, a lady I was trying to help to a minister to and her family. And she was, it was a few years ago, maybe six years ago. And she, I just remember this. It just came on the top of my head, but she was really nasty. I'm trying to help her family she just had her brother pass and I'm trying to, you know, comfort the family and talk to them. And I asked Jesus and I went to their home. It was out of the way. And I'm like, and they, you know, they did feed me. That was really sweet. But they were this woman was just horribly mean and cruel to me. And they even even her mama and and her children said, Mom, why are you being so mean to this? lady?" (laughs) And so I asked Jesus driving back home. I said, this was horrible. I said, Why didn't you ask me to do this? And and he said um, that people come to me and come to enlightenment at different emotional levels. And I said, oh, so they don't pray and go, please come in. And because he he said, that's ideal. (laughs) And he said, but no, he said a lot of people come to me uh, either really depressed or really angry. And I went, oh, and he goes, yeah. So he said, but just because you saw her angry and that's where she is right now. It doesn't mean that you didn't touch her heart and that she's not going to change he says but a lot of people come to me he said you all different ways see they come to me cussing that's what he said he said they come to him all different ways so he's tough he can handle these things he can handle anything
0: that's for sure <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: i mean if he could handle the the things that he handled According to the Bible, (laughs) he can handle anything
1: else. (laughs) Right. And just think he came in love to talk about his father's love and the love he has for us. And they killed him. So, you know, I I have to remind people, uh, you know, especially Christians, they want to run in and save everybody. And I'm not a big fan of that. I ask Jesus with every person, what should I do about them? Sometimes he'll say, pray for them sending an email, give them somebody's name. And, and I'm thinking, well, if Jesus tried trying to come and save everybody and they killed him, right? He's perfect. <laughs> I always ask him, Kim, what should I do with this person? Because maybe that person's not ready to hear your message right then. So I, I don't run in with, it. I'm just, how do you want me to handle this person? And I find myself praying for people a lot these days and that their heart is softened.
0: yeah i I think one of the big things is that Yeshua speaks to everyone where they are at mm-hmm. so very so true if you're you're coming angry, really, really angry or depressed or or just simply wanting to know whether he's there right then then he'll respond to that.
1: Yeah, he he that's what he was saying. He said, and so it kind of makes us look different. I always thought people came to Christ or enlightenment, uh, humbled, like I want to know more, I want to know you, humbled. And he thought that was funny. He goes, Yeah, not really. He, he, I mean, that's just I'm like, oh, you know, I can't imagine coming to Jesus cussing, but he's heard it all. And so uh, I think it was um what was it i think it was seen on um, i think
0: that's thoughts. actually very usual because
1: mm-hmm.
0: um when when people are going through hardships right how could god allow this right how can you let this right. happen yeshua if they're speaking to him mm-hmm. right? Um, right so so these are the type of things people are coming with yeah. and well, that's the amazing thing right. that and that Yeshua has answers for that, or has responses that are helpful, right? Where we, where you might mm-hmm. respond, you know, annoyed or how could you curse me? Or how could you complain, right? Look at all the right. things I'm doing for you, right? That's not the answer right. he gives you.
1: Mm-mm. No, no, not at all. And and he's, um he's much more uh, down to earth. One of the things he told me in heaven, right. He said that under, through, un, through suffering comes understanding. I know we don't want to hear that, <laughs> but maybe we're hard headed, you know, because sometimes we need comparisons. Um, I've had people, which is not fun and I don't enjoy it. And I certainly don't do it unless Jesus tells me, but I've done about 17 deliverances and, you know, that the dark stuff is it's real. Uh, but you know what? You think, why would God allow that? Well, if someone's really hard headed, and they are not coming to God or Christ. And, um, you know, there's one quick, sometimes God allows things to really open people's eyes that are uh, traumatic. You know, it could be a sickness, could be, could be something, something dark, you know, where they've got something. Yeah. And, and it could be once they see that I'm talking about like demonic or whatever, then it, it, hopefully, they'll run the other way right into Jesus' arms. <laughs> I mean, because that's 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 exactly where I would, because you're thinking, well, if that's real, my goodness, God and Jesus are so real. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, where we are right now, I really do think that we're in a spiritual battle. <laughs> of good and evil um probably epic proportions you know not just humans but probably angels fallen angels all sorts of stuff going on that we don't even know and i think it's very important especially now to to really cling close to christ and you won't be misled because there's so much disinformation that's out there
0: it's always been that way actually (laughs)
1: yeah you're right well no it's true but now there's information and and
0: this and this uh, total abandonment of 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 love in many ways right
1: oh yeah you're right
0: so yes and that's what i think is so amazing that there is a response to that right there is a way Mm -hmm. home there is a way home and there and of course in miracles it also speaks of this um once a person has reached the spot, um, everyone has that place where they come to where they will choose to return. But it's different right. for everyone.
1: Well, of course, right. well, it's a I different
0: mean, thing that does the turning point is a different one for everyone, right?
1: Yeah, well, sure, It it is. And some people have to uh, go through more than others. I've even had people say, why'd you have so many NDEs or near-death experiences that I'm going, well, you know, it's not like you really die. I mean, we are eternal spiritual beings. And number two, I got to see Jesus. So, you know, bonus for me. So it, wasn't, it all worked out. And he healed me completely, 100% of everything. So, you know, everybody has different journeys. Why? Well, I think before you know we can't prove this but i do believe before we you know are on this earth plane there's a conversation what your little spiritual lesson is going to be right and we don't agree to you know get sick or cancer or this or that or that or that whatever abuse we don't agree to that but maybe we agree to you know learn humility we don't know the form of the lesson going to take but i definitely do believe that we are here you know, learning lessons. So our soul grows closer to Christ and not uh, further away. But I think what maybe what's made things more complicated is our, our time that we're in is because we have in the past, you know, we didn't have it so much. Yeah, man's always lied and done different things. But now, Uh, things are also, um, can be off balance and we've got all these social media things and all this, and we've got so much stimuli, right. And so many distractions and Jesus gave me a whole download on distractions. And he said, all these are distractions away from my love. And he's, and he wants to spend private quiet time with us. And he said, these are distractions to take you away from me. And so he said, they may not appear evil, but underneath they're keeping you from me. So is that good? So, you know, I have to monitor, you know, my, my, I have a certain time or a certain time that I cut off my phone so I can spend time with him and not have these um, distractions. So I think the distractions sometimes interfere with our relationship and our walk with, with, uh, with Christ.
0: Yeah. In, in and of course in miracles, it speaks of the slightest um anger twitch of annoyance is is a symbol of the the whole thing so those are those are Mm -hmm. things that are keeping us from from Mm -hmm. experiencing the love that's within us yes
1: right well and he told me uh a a few things i mean it's (laughs) so jesus he says you know be love receive love and give love for in the end that is all there ever was and why we're here. But he also told me, um, I guess it was a couple of years ago. It was so pretty what he said. He said, be the love you were created to be. And I'm thinking, if you think about it, that's not so easy, is it? Be the love you were created to be. That means be love all the time. No anger. Um, and, underst- and I, I even... Asked him about certain types of people uh, and people that are mean-spirited and so forth, and he says always consider the source of um, where uh, anger is coming from. He said, consider the source and where they are and have pity on their soul. He said, because they don't understand. He said, they have a lack of love.
0: Yeah, Uh, Today, I'm, I'm on one of the workbook lessons and it's all about this escaping the world I see by letting um, letting go of all attack thoughts. It's the only way to escape it all. So it's not the world you see, so the way you're <laughs> interpreting it, right? So that sure. you can open up to the, the, the way Yeshua is showing us, right?
1: Yes, it's a, it's a different way. It's counter to the world. What does he say? Be in the world, but not of the world. So, yeah. yeah. you know, one of the things that keeps showing me lately, and I don't have all the answers, and I'm not sure exactly why, but it's funny because he gave it to my husband too. And we were, uh, we went to eat at some diner and <laughs> he gave it to us at the same time, which my husband's not very religious. So he loves God and Jesus, but he's kind of quiet about things more than me uh, in that respect. But he gave him gave us both Sodom and Gomorrah, and I thought, okay, we understand, you know, Lot's wife turned us salt. We get it. Okay, why? Why are we looking at this? Why? He gets read it, and I had no idea. You have to. You should look at whoever's listening should look at it again. There was these two men that came into town that God sent, but they weren't men; they were angels. And so Lot and his wife said. They were on the outskirts of the town. Said, "Stay with us." They were actually worried for their safety, and so they said, "Stay with us." So they had—I don't know—the next day or two, they had these a mob, uh, a mob of people um, show up at the door, and they wanted to rape the angels. I had to go back and read it again. I said, "Are you reading this?" And he goes, why do I?" I said, "This." I said, "This has to be pretty bad when a town wants to come in and rape some angels." <laughs> I said, "I kind of understand why God was upset, but." He was, he was talking about the lack of love and he said that, um, he's been taking measurements of people's hearts. That's just what I, you know, and so I'm still trying to figure all this out. You know, I don't have all the answers. I don't know. I don't understand. Sometimes he gives me things and I have to sit on it for a while and, and help understand. You know what I mean? I don't always know right off. I have to go, okay, what does that mean? Let me, let me think about it. So we can only be responsible for us. I mean, we can pray for others, but we can only be responsible for us. But um, I do think that God is eternal and heaven is our home. And this feels very strange here because I don't think it's our real home. I think our real home is heaven. I don't think this is it. I think this is like a learning playground. And that, that's why so many people feel lost, because it's not the real place. We're in the fake place. The real place is uh, the place that looks like paradise. That's beautiful. And uh, yeah. I, my, one of my favorite things is what Jesus told the criminal on the cross. He said when he asked for forgiveness and, he's, and, and to be with him. And Jesus says, he said, yes, and he, of course he did. And he said, for today, I will see you in paradise. He didn't say in 2000 years, he's going to resurrect him. No, he said, today, I'll see you in paradise. And I saw him immediately when I died. I mean, I was with him immediately. And uh, it was amazing. And it felt more real than here. It was more vibrant than here.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that makes so much sense. And in of Course in Miracles, it also says that this is a, a dream, right, in which we are. Yes. And it's made up. We made it up to to prove separation which cannot be proved because it's not real so, wow. so, it's a, so it's all it's all the result the lesson today that i'm going through is, is showing that or was it yesterday anyways was that this world is a is is a symbology of vengeance so you can see we need Ooh. to let go of that right we yeah not to... a good
1: yeah that's not a good thing to hold on
0: to yeah so so it's changing our minds is the only way to escape the world we see right
1: right so do you do your course in miracles online is there a thing that you can do i need to check this out
0: yes you you can do it online you can you can get the free version there's you can get it free on online yes there's many ways okay. to do it
1: yes okay we we talk about that later yes exactly perfect perfect no that sounds this sounds right up my alley this sounds really this sounds really um beautiful
0: oh yeah it's it's marvelous and the way when you know at some point yeshua was giving me this message here to be a teacher of a course in miracles you're a teacher of a course in miracles and i was like i have never read the book I haven't read really? it
1: yet.
0: So I was like, oh okay, I'll have to get into reading it. Right. So I read. So according to him, I already was a teacher of A Course in Miracles before I even read it.
1: So oh, yes.
0: Like, so that was very interesting. Anyways, just just Isn't to give an that example. Cool?
1: That well, went. you know, he knows, you know what's beautiful? He knows exactly where we're talented, where we're gifted, and he he'll push you. In the area that he knows you're going to excel in because he already knows how it's going to turn out but he loves to go into business with people it comes up all the time with people i'm like yeah jesus said you're doing some kind of marriage counseling thing he'd like to go into business with you <laughs> I'm like, i think it's the cutest thing i've ever heard um and i'm thinking well hey with a business partner like that you can't fail yeah
0: it's so beautiful so yeah, we could well, go on um, for hours. I will give um, our listeners the opportunity to ask some questions or comment if
1: they like. Sure.
0: Okay. I guess we'll go on.
1: <laughs> sure. No. No. That's fine. Well that that's totally fine
0: yeah so so i think this is so important that yeshua like you were speaking of that yeshua chooses Mm -hmm. the people not according to the criteria of the world right like 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 you said you know you were like why did you choose me you know (laughs) there's so many other people you know who are eloquent who have a great
1: oh uh, yeah are you our kidding great like,
0: language or great speakers
1: oh yeah they have all these this degrees in divinity and they've got they've been you know fancy titles and and all, all of that but uh yeah, yeah he uh he's picking people out I think it's those three reasons uh, uh, their purity of heart like a child that loves him truly and that will be obedient I think that's it
0: I think the main thing is that, that the person needs to be willing mm-hmm. willing to engage yeah. in this journey and it's everyone right everyone is welcome according to a course in miracle all miracles all are called
1: yeah so, so it's actually
0: the moment we start to listen the 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 thing starts out so there there's oh, no good. one who's exempt from it
1: oh absolutely everybody he loves everybody he wants everybody to um he wants to talk that's the whole point he wants to talk to everybody but i think it's because of our maybe some people um they don't have the understanding maybe it's their church background or not or you know it's not just prayers he actually wants to communicate with you i mean that makes sense to me why wouldn't he yeah well
0: right you know i i I heard his voice once, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's like the, the Holy Spirit and channeling, you know, this and that. It's all the same mm-hmm. thing. And and the people yeah. from the the church community I was involved with at the time were like, no way. <laughs> it's not the same mm-hmm. thing, right?
1: <laughs> no, it's it's not. And he gives everybody different messages for them. And sometimes his message is just for you. They're not for everybody else. Sometimes he'll... Occasionally say, like you, you need to do this, or he'll say, you need to tell them, but a lot of it's just for us. Here's, um, I was just looking at something that I found that he, I was speaking at the International Association of Near Deaf Studies, and I was speaking, uh, it was July 31st, 2016. I'm getting ready to, <laughs> Jesus, I was getting ready to speak on stage, and he started giving me a message while I'm eating breakfast in the hotel cafeteria, and I'm like, and, and, and I'm like, you know, I've got to be on in 15 minutes. This is, is exactly not a really good time. That's what I told him. <laughs> and, and he's like, just write it down. So I, the guy who's introduced me has a radio show. Really sweet. He has a big syndicated radio show, Robert Scott Bell, but he's Jewish. I said, um, sorry. Um, he wants me to talk about this publicly. Do you mind? He goes, yeah, I love hearing from him. I was like, well, okay. But, um, it's not long. Can we tell you what he said? What Jesus said? It's really pretty.
0: Sure. Go ahead.
1: Okay. So this is what he said. I'm supposed to go on stage. I'm just just something as an example, but it's so pretty. So he says this, there is no life not divinely created into existence. No meeting by accident that just appears as ships passing in the night as random particles united by chance. All actions thereof are of divine will and co-creation with all. Through the soul, heaven and earth are reunited through the joining of heart, soul beings at last dancing in the celebration of love that they are shared and will share. Each spiritual being is a unique flower in God's living garden, so pretty, pollinating this planet with their own unique variety of talent, knowledge, wisdom, skills, and words of support. Together, we form God's beehive of life with so much activity, vigor, and life generated just within our own self today as you are breathe in and excel out life i pour divineness around you the world fools into fools us into believing life is just one big long to-do list starting with chores gaining a paycheck taking care of one's family being a parent a spouse a worker including eating and sleeping then repeating that sequence every day and yes part of this physical dimension requires that However, you are the soul, the spirit light that guides not just your journey, but unknown to you. You are the tour guide director of life for others. Never, never underestimate the life that is in you, the life that has been given to you, and the life you will give. And small acts of kindness to large acts of sacrifice, it will all count toward the greater good of all on heaven and this earth. We see in you your heart's intent. I love you for your greater search for higher questioning and willingness to step forward and say, I differ. That answer is just not good enough. I want to know more. And there lies integrity and honor to your own spirit. Today, you are here not by random chance, but you, the soul being, wants more from your own self. Through tears of suffering or joy, know you are at this time on your path perfectly and exactly where you need to be where you agreed to be together with god's love we change perception and reality on earth to our own agreed upon reality which is the freedom to be by birthright birthright we are a brilliant sparkling star featured in our own movie choosing our own script and cast members and how we promote our own movie You have always been free to choose all these things. No one is ever a victim, for those labeling themselves as such are only given shallow excuses of their own altered reality. Open your heart, surrender to my Father's glory, and let your soul shine. With God, know all things can be accomplished through him. Have trust, my friends. Know all will be as it should be, all is well, to those that surrender their worries to the Most High. For in God, you will find peace, acceptance, love, and all your answers you seek will no longer be a mystery. Be still and wait for your crown. Clear your mind from the clutter that steps into your destiny. I have a place for you that is already yours. In this life, it is not only about the fond memories involving laughter, family and friends dear to us, the family, excuse me, the happy and sad times shared, nor is it the degrees, the novels read or published, or how many frequent flyer miles you have earned. I thought it was funny. But in the end, it is about how open your heart has been to being loved and giving love. I want each of you to know my Father's love, which awaits you generously and abundantly. I love you dearly, Jesus.
0: Yeah, beautiful.
1: And oh, I don't yeah. talk like that. <laughs> That's him. I'm not that I, pretty. I, think, I don't I, talk like that.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think he's very humorous. Uh, I've had that experience too. And and the, and the jokes are really good. Anyways.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like he said, I said, frequent fire miles. And he said, write it down. And I'm going, and I thought that was so funny. I mean, that's a sense of humor. Yeah. I said, frequent flyer miles. I thought that was just hysterical. Like, where did that come from? But yeah, he'll say certain things. Like I'll ask him something. He goes, why are you asking me that? You already know the answer. And then he'll laugh. So, You know, he's you got to think he's dealt with all kinds of people. So, of course, he's got a wonderful sense of humor. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, He also speaks of in in A Course in Miracles, he speaks of the fact that no sacrifice is required. Now, I I, I hear in, Mm in the text he gave you, he's speaking of sacrifice. No sacrifice goes unnoticed right now we might want to differentiate that because I think he means something else than than what is spoken of in A Course in Miracles in the text you are
1: given. Yeah, I Cause... think that what he means is sacrifice. I think he could mean we sacrifice a lot of things. I mean, even leaving Jesus out of the equation, you know, we sacrifice time with our family because you have to work. You know what I mean? Those kinds of things. So I think that when you look at that, maybe he's looking at sacrificing time, and you know, I don't think it's quite in the same way. Yeah, because we he, all do.
0: I think all you need ways. to give up is your grievances, right? So, oh yeah, I a mean, small which, price to pay for peace of mind, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think he said because he said here surrender. So he's not really talking about. Sa- I think sacrifices. He's talking about our life. We sacrifice things to get awards, to get published, to get that, get this. Exactly. But he, that's what he. Yeah. He's saying surrender to his father's glory and let let God shine through you where all things are being accomplished through you, through him. So it's the opposite of this world because he's saying surrender. People say, how do I come to Jesus? This is surrender. I said, I, I'm a big believer of repenting, though. i got to be honest. <laughs> I mean, you need to just, you know, between you and God, have a big uh crying session be you know go in your prayer closet go in your car wherever it is yeah, and just yeah. unload
0: <laughs> I, I think what what in a course of miracles it, it asks you he asks you to look at look at everything right all your yeah. grievances with him so that that's mm-hmm. that's a different idea than repent and saying that i did something wrong it's more like i look at it and see that i think it's wrong. look at it with love and let it let the let that which never happened because it's only an interpretation right Right. And just drop with with his looking at it with you so that's a very different idea i think than repent in the sense that you feel guilty
1: um i i don't see it as different and i'll tell you why a lot of people that have had near-death experiences they have a thing that's called a life review And what happens is you're before God, Christ, all that angels. Sometimes people have family members there, (laughs) but, uh, or their team, team God, whoever this, I don't know, But you're around this council, right? And God doesn't judge you. You're actually looking at your stuff. You're kind of judging yourself. You're kind of like with, and then you have a support system, a sport, a support team. They're going, yeah, there was someone telling me about their, it was so funny, their, uh, uh life review and it was a part that wasn't very good and the guy was upset and Jesus go yeah that probably wasn't cool was it you know and he started laughing he goes yeah you know like he was like like you know we'll we'll get past this but um, it's the person who really judges so when I say repent a lot of people it's a humility And that's what I said. It's a real personal thing where you go in your car and you go through all your, it's kind of like you could have a life review now and you can go through the parts and have Jesus in the car with you. Close your doors, be in the car, wherever you are. And then just say, look, let's go through this together and go through it and let him see your heart and feel your heart and then let him heal it from those maybe bad decisions that we've made or or ignorant decisions we've made sometimes we just for you know don't see to do things we should it's not so much our uh omission our 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 admission to thing but our omission so uh that's what i mean by that you you gotta clear the soul get a fresh start like a sponge you know wring it out and just surrender in, in a state of gratitude but i think that it helps the soul to cleanse it out and um I don't think you need a confessional. I just think you need to have Jesus there and just talk to him. Yep. That's right. What, it's it's not that hard. It's pretty it's easy. <laughs> that's what it's
0: all about. Yep.
1: So we're kind of seeing the same things. Come that's what I mean by are. that.
0: Come as you are. <laughs> this is basically the invitation.
1: <laughs> yes. We're and like he said, people come in different places. And I was I don't know why. I never thought about that. That um he said that people come to him cussing and mad. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's horrible. But you know, people, I mean, people, you know, I don't, you know, they're going, maybe they're mad, but they lost their, you know, a family member or whatever, or something that, you know, but he said he, they come to him all different ways. He's, he seems fine with it.
0: Well, if he so, weren't, he were not, wouldn't be at peace.
1: Right, oh, of course. yeah, I mean, yeah. but he's he he understands he has great understanding, and he's just happy that they're talking to him and open that dialogue, no matter where they are, whether they're yeah. crying mad, whatever. And um, you know, he never asked for anything perfection. In his eyes, he thinks we're all perfect. That's what's amazing. He does. Yes, and he thinks exactly. we're funny, too. He thinks we're funny too. oh, yeah, he does. yeah, he does As, you know, I mean course, he's just miracles.
0: It says Mm -hmm. the body's only purpose is communication, as long as we believe we have a body, so it's very fascinating.
1: Communication.
0: So Hmm. yes, opening the dialogue is very important, no matter what form it takes.
1: Right, (laughs) right. Right. That makes sense. But yeah, it's, and I think people don't realize that there's a, he wants a dialogue and a dialogue is what? Both ways. Right. And it's not just a one way like prayer. It's, 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 I mean, he would say friendship. That's what he would say. Yeah. It's much more intimate than that.
0: It's, it's, yeah, exactly. There's, it's a whole, whole yeah you could describe it in many ways but it, it goes really deep and mm-hmm. it's all about it comes from within you it's it's not you know what we usually call friendship we usually think the person is outside of us right, but, right. But Yeshua's is, is with is within us so it's it's a it's, oh, it's yes. very fascinating and and yes people are not outside of us anyways even if we perceive them that way but anyways
1: (laughs) right well apparently i guess we we, we're you know if we if we if we felt like we knew everyone which on some level we probably do you know and that you know even between you know we met them in heaven or i don't know if we treated people more like family and, and 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 kinder but i think that the thing that I've noticed that is very, um, I don't like so much is, you know, you ever notice going on like Facebook or whatever and people I don't really necessarily know. I don't, I get on there and post my, you know, seeking heaven channel stuff and then I leave. But, um, people will say mean things to one another and just, they just, I mean, it would, and some of these people know one another and I'm like, oh my gosh, I mean, what, what, what you know, how do we get so, uh. And sensitive to people's feelings. and I, I don't understand that. I mean, what happened to kindness? So uh, that's you know you think about what kind of seeds you want to sow. I mean, don't you want to sow ones with kindness and encouragement? you know, definitely not you know making people wrong and and all of that. so it's it's disheartening to me sometimes to see that. Yeah, and another that's why one of
0: those things yeah. from of course in miracles is Do you want to be right or happy?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, from that, and another way to look at it, from whatever person, say, opposing viewpoint, from their viewpoint and from what information they know, they're right. You know what I mean? Based on their information, that's the assessment they made. They're right in their own mind. And so um, they couldn't come to another conclusion. It's another way to look at it. So, you know, two people can both be right at the same time. You know, if they're if you see their viewpoint of uh, where they're coming from, so uh, but here's the thing if we all focused on love for one another and really trying to work toward unity and all the things the principles that Jesus talked about, I don't think we'd be in this mess.
0: Yeah, the only sentence that came through when he spoke clearly with me was, Let us love one another, so
1: (laughs) right. Well, and to me, it comes through as fast thought telepathy because when we're spirit, that's all we are anyway. Right. So it comes through. It's not like, hey, Tamara, it doesn't come through like that. Um, to me, it comes through just really quick telepathy. And I know it's not me because I'm minding my business and then I get a response in my head. And then I remember it was earlier something I talked to about Jesus. So, um, and, you know, sometimes I wake up and he's talking to me at night. He's just talking up a storm. And I'll, I I get really frustrated when I don't remember. Sometimes I don't remember what he's talking about, I'm, you know, I, yeah, but he's teaching yeah. me. He's teaching me stuff, but I don't remember what he's teaching me. So maybe I'm not supposed to know at that point in time, um, but sometimes it's frustrating. have if you've ever had that happen.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I had um, nighttime experiences where where whole books were written or songs sung and I didn't know them in the morning or when I woke up and I was very frustrated, I'm very frustrated with that (laughs) because I know how beautiful it is, right, but mm -hmm. how true and how, how, yeah, yeah, like you said, it's it's more real than what we are seeing in the dream, right, Mm -hmm. if you want to put it that way. (laughs)
1: no it's true and they do things in heaven and i'm thinking well why wouldn't they i mean if this heaven like earth why wouldn't they do things there like classes and paint and whatever. i don't know how you get your soul into like another light body there i don't know how that i don't know how any of that works but i know that you know heaven is a real place and they're not they're not dead that's like ghost people or something you know they're not dead they're like actually more alive than we are and i uh you know, for me being a spirit, my near-death experiences, it's like, it's, how do I say it? No one in heaven wants to come back here. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> I've never had any, I mean, sometimes they'll come back because they have family or they feel obligated or children or something, but otherwise, mm-mm. no, it's a higher level of, is just, it's a higher love vibration and you're closer to the presence of God. So who would want to leave that? and that's the whole point we as humans feel so disconnected from god sometimes and it's frustrating and we we want that relationship
0: yeah we 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 already have it and we're we're keeping it from ourselves yeah so well yeah, i it's, think it's it's, very, p- it's a very very uh, important topic yeah
1: well, I think that people, what keeps coming up for me, and it makes me very sad, um, is that people, uh, I keep getting from people when I talk to them, like they're not good enough or they're just really hard on themselves. And I think we, that's just not serving us. Look, this is the way I look at it. God thought well enough of all of us to be here right now and to breathe life into us. Because let me tell you what, if it was your time. You don't even have to have anything wrong with you. You could just die. You could just be in your chair. I've actually known two people just just right in their chair. Boom. One was at a business meeting. So God has given us this this precious life because he wants us here right now. And if he thought well enough of us to be here, why in the world don't we? And why don't we honor this life more? But so many people are in a pity party and they need to get on with things because we're not here that long. You know, we need to just be in a state of gratitude and around realize we are, we are still connected if we want to and, um, and not let this world separate us from our maker and, and from our best friend, Yeshua.
0: Yeah, or, or to put it clearly from who we really are.
1: Mm-hmm. That's who we are. We're part of him. He's part of us. And. We uh, are spiritual beings that's eternal and, and people are thinking there's these, we're these bodies. Well, we are for a short time, but that's not, that's not, you know, we're so much more than that. That's not all that we are. So that's why a lot of times when people to me, you know, they have problems coming to God. I think it's because there's a step left out and the step is you're a spiritual being. A lot of people don't even know that. I mean, I know that sounds crazy, but they don't. So, how can they think there's a guy? So, um, you first have to start with you're a spiritual being, you know, made in the image of God, God's real, and then go on to talk about other things. So, uh, you know, I think it's just really honoring the life that you that you have here, But people, again, I think they have distractions. and they make it complicated. It's really not that complicated, right? I mean, it's just it's so available. God's love and and you know, Christ's love is so available to us. It's just not that complicated
0: yeah another thing of course the miracle says is i am not a body i am free for i am just as god created me
1: so. yeah yeah well so, you know what jesus tells me he says i am uh, I asked him about that and he goes i am you are and god is i'm like okay <laughs> you know we're so much more than The bodies, I mean, we're eternal and especially in our spiritual state with him. So, um, you know, we don't have to wait to cross over for that to happen. We can, you know, we can have that connection right now. You know, only thing is working at it. The only thing that I think we have to work at is getting our own mind out of the way. You know, our monkey mind and just surrendering and enjoying the experience because sometimes we stop our own self. From having a relationship
0: yeah one of the things about a course in miracles it's of course also in mind training because we let the the monkey mind run free and we need to learn Mm -hmm. to to actually focus
1: i I agree that's so important what you're saying that i'm surprised that's fantastic they're covering that um i wanted to have I mean, people, I mean, I know so many Christians, their mind is just out of control. They need to go stop. This is time with God right now and control their minds going crazy.
0: Yeah. And that's what, what he's teaching, right? How to to focus our minds and, and choose again, right? And, and we've chosen in a way that makes us uncomfortable and unhappy, right?
1: No, absolutely. Well... You know, the other thing that, um, that, yeah, I mean, there shouldn't be, your mind shouldn't divide you, uh, different people's thought processes shouldn't, do, shouldn't divide us from one another. Uh, when he told me after I did the Jesus speech, he told me in August to create the Seeking Heaven, the Near the Experience and Other Phenomenon channel, right? He said, YouTube again. And I said, well, why, why, what do you, what is this? And he said, Okay. So we've got to pull people together. <laughs> so he's telling me, he's telling me outside it's summer. I'm in the pool. He's talking to me, telling me this. And I'm like upset because Facebook just took me out for posting Jesus Speaks, for posting these uh, things on Christ Academy. I love that. Yeah, took just for having that up there and then took down my Christian sites, took down all the scripture, whatever. Anyway, he said, don't let that, don't let that take you off course. He said, I want you to do this. I said, why? He says, I want all religions, all things. All, all different kinds of people, all different topics and mysteries. And, and he said, I said, Bigfoot, he goes, yes, sure. Fine. He said him too. And I said, well, well, I don't get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it in the beginning. And he said, I have to, he said, people in this day and age have to be entertained. <laughs> a sad day. And he said, and you can still talk about spirituality. He said, you always talk about me. And I'm like, well, it's true. I always talk about you. He said, but you do it with everybody. It's true. I talk to everybody. I don't care, you know, who you are, a Muslim. I say, hey, for me, this is how I roll with Jesus. And he said, so, you know, it's going to be in there. And he said, but you, he said, what you're doing is you, we want to be inclusive. He said, anyone coming, uh, this moving toward the direction of my father is a good direction. And I said, yeah, but what about you and the relationship with you? He goes, I'll worry about that. You just keep talking and being you. And he says, I'll worry about that. I said, well, they might not love you like you. He said, that's really not your business. He said, I love everybody. And I was like, well, okay then. And um, and that's what's happening. I'm bringing all these people together um, that are all different religions and around the world um, because we need to come together in love and we uh, and somehow he's doing this. He said that he told me two weeks ago, he said, you were the perfect person for this. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, you're eclectic, you know, all the topics these other people do like new agers, but then, you know, all the everything, every, anything, any Christian would answer. I went, yeah, that's true. He goes, you, he said, and you could talk to anybody, you, you know, even different, you know, people that you can barely understand different languages. He said, it was always you. And I went, wow, that totally makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So um, Jesus knows what he's doing, and he knows where our strengths are. And he He is pulling people together now. And he is um, still, still teaching the principles when he was walking this earth. He's still teaching them.
0: Yeah, it's so beautiful. And you see with the Holy Spirit's curriculum of joy, um, It's also about a course in miracles and interdisciplinary synergies. So everything is Mm -hmm. inclusive, right? So that's what he told me. Yeah. So wow, that's that's so beautiful. This is going to
1: wow, that makes so much sense. From
0: all kinds of backgrounds on the podcast. So it's really, really fascinating.
1: Well, Jesus is telling you the same thing, and he said, um, he said he wants everybody. I love everybody, but uh, I have occasionally, I'll have people that have written me terrible things. And Jesus told me about that too. He said, look, just consider the source where it's coming from and let it roll off your back. Don't worry about it. But I've had people that have written me that um, you're a Christian and you're this and you're that. And you talk about Jesus all the time. And then I have other people that say, uh, if you were really a Christian, you wouldn't have these other topics and these people there. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is what he just told me. He said, we need to work with labels. I said, what do you mean? I said, do I label people? Because I'm not exactly talking about that. He says, I'm talking about how people label themselves and they've stopped their, uh, they, they're so close-minded that they're um, they're not available spiritually like they should be. And he said that they're like, a, what is it, like a Russian doll set where they're way down in there as a spiritual person. And he said that they've created all these traps for themselves. And he said that um, it doesn't serve anyone. And that, uh, you know, like I tell everybody, whatever you if you want to learn about yoga or whatever, just bring Jesus with you. If it gets too weird, he'll get you out of it. Don't worry. about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, so what? right? I mean, like Course of Miracles, I don't know about that. That's not the Presbyterian doctrine. Okay, well, bring Jesus along. I, I, he probably gives it a, a two thumbs up, five stars, you know? I mean, always bring him along. You won't get in too much trouble, but we should not have a spirit of fear. I do believe we should have discernment. I don't think you should be doing any weird yes. stuff, but, but, um, but other than that, we really should have um, more comfort in our spiritual growth. Um, Jesus... if if we let him, is totally in control and we'll be fine. I don't know why people get so weirded out by this. You know what I mean? They don't don't trust themselves.
0: It's uh, one of the, in in the manual for teachers, he speaks of trust as the prime aspect of a a teacher of God and then come the others. And one of them is open-mindedness. So you can see. Mm -hmm how important that is and and it's really really important because you can be very closed-minded about many things but it's not going to help you in your happiness necessarily
1: right and people people don't understand if he doesn't care what you are jesus loves everybody he really loves everybody he doesn't care if someone it, I mean he really doesn't care. He just loves everybody and if that's the case, why are we why are we labeling people? Well they're blah 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 uh, they're different than me I shouldn't talk to them. Why yeah,
0: And to love why? everyone is is justifiable in his eyes. It's just and right and that's something we need to learn too. We are being taught to mm-hmm. love all, right because that's yes. the only way you can love
1: which is, is absolutely amazing. right. And so I've been learning. I didn't expect when I started my thing like yours, I didn't expect, you know, with the Seeking Heaven channel, I just saw, okay, well, I'll be of service. This should be fun. I don't, I really didn't know. Okay. But I trusted, but what it, it really is accomplishing that it's bringing also spiritual leaders together and you know, look, that's, there are, you know, a small amount that occasionally does get judgy, you know, on both sides. Be honest, okay? And I allow them to be that way. And that's where they are, and I try to send them love. But um we need to get past this. We got to get past this uh, point in society and have more love for one another. Without, without all these conditions. Yeah. That's what they are. They're conditions.
0: Yeah, we're. we're it's. It's barriers that you're putting up that that you don't even have a reality as a basis truth as a basis. I mean, so yeah, uh-huh. there's no truth as a basis for separation.
1: Absolutely. And that's always yeah. the
0: basis for oneness, unity, wholeness, completeness, uh-huh. holiness, innocence. Yes. So, yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean, amen on that. That's exactly where we need to be. And I'm so happy that you're speaking about this and talking about this because, um, um, there's a song, uh, it says, uh, what is it? They know we are Christians by our love, by our love. And, and, and that song Well, I'm thinking really, um, because so many judge others and, uh, say horrible things and I can't control that. But that's not what it's about. It's about unity and allowing people to be like beautiful flowers in a field that yes. we're all part of God. And Jesus doesn't love one person more than the other. And even that person that you may think is strange, that does some kind of, uh, I don't know, you know, goes to India twice a year and does whatever, whatever, that, that is not your business. That's between them and God and Jesus. Do well, You, you know what I'm saying?
0: the the whole thing is that we actually love all too and we're and we are blocking that with our ideas our judgments our interpretations to see that to feel that to experience it in our daily lives because our yes. love is is as total as yeshua's love as god's love because that's who we are
1: and, yeah, and you're absolutely ex- right to
0: to remember this and to allow this to be there that's what's so powerful and yes we are all struggling with with the judgments and the interpretations that we are coming up with right or have made up Mm -hmm. right and that's why we need the help that is offered in in the symbol of yeshua or any other Mm -hmm. symbol that makes sense to us right
1: right in this
0: life in this life that comes from within this Total commitment, this total oneness, right, and total You're... love, and down to earthness—that is what we are, what we are speaking of now, right?
1: Well, you know, to even take it a step further, there's different people, humans on Earth, right, than us that think different things. It's okay; it's their path where they are, and we're trying to get them back to the place that. There's plenty of holy people I know that are not. You know a christian there's something else but they believe in god very much okay so that's not my you know I, that's not to judge i mean it's not like they're you know um doing voodoo or something i mean they're just a different you know practice that's okay that's we need to, to teach this love but if the other wow. the other thing is too there's different religions in heaven not religions but people holy men rabbis whatever what I'm saying, they're considered, they're part of, they're holy when they cross over. You know what I mean? They go to a certain place. They don't go to just a place for the rabbis. I mean, you know, Jesus works through all different religions.
0: Actually, there's holiness and innocence in Voodoo and in all these African
1: probably yeah
0: religions as well, or even in the African religions, the originals. In right. All in all practices there is holiness and innocence because we are here to love all not to Mm -hmm. love one more than another because Mm -hmm. we can't love ourselves otherwise
1: right so so this is
0: the 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 thing that we are learning right that's what he's teaching us yeshua Mm -hmm. whether we call we have this experience as yeshua or we have another way of Opening up to the guidance that is there for us. You know, there's so many paths and so many ways to open up to this deep experience of love that is there for us. And that's what we need to be looking out for, to see that in everyone, rather than demand that they bring it in a form that we recognize as using the same language that we are used to, right? so he's in a course of miracles he says you know it's not about the form it's about Mm -hmm. the content and that's true i think is so important to really be looking at the content not the form so yeah we we don't know you know when some people are cursing and this and that and and actually the content of it is something totally different but if we are so Mm -hmm. Fed up with the language, we don't even get to hear the content or experience it.
1: Yeah. right. Well, it's kind of what he told me about all of this and about um he said not to be concerned. He said, just be genuine and just meant, you know i all all we can do is say, from my perspective, I feel this. but we can't force our opinions, even if they we have really deep convictions. we can't force it upon others. They have to be on their journey whatever they are and uh allowing that and for some i don't know at what point we stop allowing people to be themselves and not being able to um develop on this you know earth plane the way that they're supposed to because my path is different than other people's path all we can do is speak about our own journey and what god means to us so if we I think if we stay in our lane and we we drive by and wave to people and say hello <laughs> let them drive in their lane we'll be okay but for some reason people got real nosy about what people are doing and it's really none of their business it's between them and God
0: Well yeah it's it's a it's a very important topic to look at how do you see content over form right how to see content over form. that's, that's a big one, right? So how can you see love no matter what form it is appearing in?
1: I feel it through when I meet people, I see many different people from, uh, you know, and I, you know, people all over the world, you know, on my, uh, the Seeking Heaven channel, and I look at their eyes, and I see God in their eyes, and I can also feel it in their hearts. That's how you know. Yeah, that's you what can see God. About. Yeah, you can yeah. see God in people's eyes. It doesn't matter if they're, you know, from uh, I know several people from South Africa, you know, Ireland, Canada, you know, Australia, but you can still see that spark of God in all their eyes. Yeah. And see, I think that.
0: Yeah, to see the, the love, the the depth, the the truth in everyone. Yeah.
1: Right. Because we can, and we can learn from other people. If they're come coming, you know, if you come from a place of love and humble, you can really have conversations with people about just about anything. Right. And you can mm-hmm. listen to them say just about anything. But when you start framing it, like you said, with, with, with judgments or parameters, um, you're boxing you in and the other person. So, um, uh, you know, I like to create a a platform that's has a dialogue that people are not going to make fun of if you have a question, you know, because I remember as a kid, I had all sorts of questions about the Holy Spirit and God and why are we here? And I got laughed at and I just wouldn't want to do that to anyone because if your soul is urging to know something, then that's where you are at this point in your journey and that, you know, God's going to help you understand that whatever you're requesting.
0: I like that. Let's leave it there. And would you please give us ways that one can reach you? If one wants to?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, You can. uh, First of all, I mentioned the free, you know, Jesus messages at Christ Academy of love.com. And then also, uh, I'm on YouTube, and it's called seeking heaven. The near death experience and other phenomena but probably when you enter seeking heaven the near death experience it'll probably just pop right up and you'll see my face there and then you can also um you know communicate with me on um that i have an email info at seekingheavenshow.com and uh and also info at you know christacademyandlove.com but i think the info at seekingheavenshow.com would suffice if anyone has any questions but yeah and check out that free site and subscribe to my channel i have lots of interesting guests and i had a scientist on last week and i'm having him on tomorrow and um uh, what is it um uh friday but about how he finished einstein's work in relativity but he said he was inspired by god and a lot of the scientists programs won't have him on because they don't like him saying that. Isn't that crazy?
0: Yeah. I mean, why, why, I mean, why would not it... we be, I, I, I know I, it's, it's a very important thing to allow that to be part of your scientific research and experience, you know, because it's, it's actually human. It's part of who we are. So it's allowed to be yeah. part of it. Right, and wouldn't use
1: music, and everything else is inspired. So why wouldn't science, and why wouldn't all of that? So, I think we're much closer. Certainly, is inspired,
0: whether whether we we term it that way or not. You know, it's an it's one of the other things. It's language. You know,
1: scientific
0: Mm -hmm. language. There's, you know, how many scientific languages there are? I don't. There's so many. I I happen to have learned the language of anthropology, right? But it doesn't mean that I understand all the other scientific languages there are.
1: True. Yeah, that so. makes sense. But but can you believe he's judged for that? That is uh well, that people, makes no sense to me.
0: No, it doesn't, but it, it makes sense to those who are holding on to form rather than content. So so yes. Oh, that makes sense. Right. So, anyways, well, yeah, I'm gonna I send ask, this. I asked mm-hmm. you to spread the word, all of you to spread the word about the podcast so that people can get to know it and leave reviews so that more people find it. And I'm having really exciting guests the next weeks as well.
1: So it's gonna be really, really fun. <laughs> awesome. Well you're doing a really wonderful job and I celebrate you being a uh, a teacher. I mean, you're you're such you're teaching now so i I thank you for doing this work and and uh having an open platform for people to spiritually grow
0: yeah it's really important to me you know because there's so many different stories there right available to us through everyone right who comes and each one is inspiring in a different way and it's still pointing us to ways we can remember who we are and that's what's so important
1: it's remembering absolutely and this is not our home having us so that's that's beautiful you're doing that and also you don't know people you may say one thing and it gets them on their path you know inspiring yeah, them I,
0: that's true one never knows and but well, yes what does which is so so fun right <laughs> i know <laughs> but he does he
1: he knows what he's doing and he puts people together and he's just, I mean, he is he he's busy these days, let me tell you. But he's he's wonderful and um he has um just a beautiful sense of humor and and his presence is you know, you don't need to do anything special to have him around. I mean, he just loves being with people and it just yeah, makes he, him happy wherever you are.
0: That's true. And he brought us together, you know, we were You were like, oh, do I fit on the show or not?
1: (laughs) Well, I was like, oh, gosh, this guy's put away. You know, (laughs) okay, it's true. It's true. Well, thank you for believing in me because I am not, I'm really not, I really love Jesus a lot. I'm not, I'm not a weirdo or anything like that. And I do hear his messages, but, and I, and I, you know, I love him genuinely. And um, yeah, so I'm glad you saw that. I'm glad the Holy Spirit pointed you in this direction. So thank you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you so much for joining me here. And I hope to be able to join with you in other ways as well.
1: Absolutely. All the very best. Yes.
0: Yeah, till next time. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much. Bye bye.